All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Time now for Coming In Hot with Brent Wallace, Bobby Ryan, and Jason York. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Brent Wallace alongside uh, Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Uh, guys, from now on, after last night's loss to Vancouver, this will only be a professional women's hockey league show. I got no problem with that. <laughs> At least it was fun and exciting. Now we oh. get to have the same conversation we had last week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had a good... It's, it went, listen, you got to just change the subject. Talk about gifts and things like that. We, yeah, well we, done. So, uh, Yorkie, you now... I think you may have worn out my phone battery uh, with all the oh, notification yeah? I got over X with all your gifts, but we will get to that in a sec. Uh, everybody, welcome yeah. to the show. Uh, happy to have everybody in the chat. Um, I want to get right into a few things, and we've got a lot to discuss about last night's game in Vancouver that didn't go according to plan, if you're an Ottawa Senator fan, um, to say the least. But first, I'm starting positive here. I, this is a new year. I want to start positively with the show today. So let's get to our hot performer, which is brought to you. Actually, it might be cold. Who knows? But it's I've already <laughs> sold it off. It's hot now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's brought to you by DoorDash, as always. Uh, go to DoorDash, uh, open the app, download it, and start getting uh, what you want delivered. Uh, get everything you need, even at the last minute. Movie theater popcorn like Drake Batherson? Just open the DoorDash app and enjoy the perfect movie night on your couch. Choose what you want from where you want with Double Dash on DoorDash. Order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees so everyone can get what they want or need. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off, a $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. All right, here we go. Today, I'm going with 
the PWHL game last night in Ottawa against Montreal, it was exciting, but it also set a world record for the most attended game of professional women's hockey ever. Uh, 8,318 fans. And there's a chance tonight in Minnesota they could eclipse that mark. Uh, but we'll see if that happens or not. But congrats to uh, a hugely successful inaugural event in Ottawa um, to everybody involved, especially our good friend Pierre Grew, who was the goalie coach there, former Ottawa Senator goalie coach. Uh, and Sylvain St. Laurent is now the PR guy, as we know. So awesome. well done. I just yep. wanted, yeah, just a shout out to the to the women and that league, and I hope it does extremely well. It looks like it's it going. was good. Well, I watched the whole. I, wa- I watched the game from start to finish at home. Uh, had a lot of friends that were there watching it. Had a great time. And uh, awesome. Like I said before, yeah. awesome decision to go 24 games, 12 home dates, I believe, 12 road dates. Uh, they might do a few neutral sports games, but yeah. get a buzz get a buzz going, right? Get a buzz going, get people excited. Very, very smart. They got a chance to beat that record in Minnesota. That state loves loves hockey. They've, mm-hmm. they've, yeah. they've really embraced it. Are, are they in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis or St. Paul? Do you remember? I don't know what Ooh. rink they're at. It, that uh, I do know they've good. sold 7,000 tickets, uh, but wow. they have a chance to get to, I think, 11. That's um, incredible. Yeah. They, so that's yeah. a great hockey state. A great hockey state. So, and they They're just really got the really World Juniors, I saw. Yes. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it is a good, <laughs> I, I love, I covered, a, I think I covered a World <laughs> Junior there a long time ago. Anyway, I do enjoy Bob, going there. That's a, and it's a good rink. Don't bring up. Don't bring up World Juniors right now, Bob. Okay, sorry, boys, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> great rank, great rank in Minnesota. And uh, you know yeah. what? Tough restaurant scene. A little bit tough in the restaurant department. Um, There's just you stay around the rink, or sorry, yeah. around the hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, and then the hotel one's always off limits because the coaches. That's oh. right. They rule thumb. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a couple good restaurants so, in the area, but yeah, never. Yeah, you're never quite like you're going to Vegas. <laughs> so I love the Wally. That's a that is a great well because the players can't go there. But when I was doing games for Sportsnet, that St. Paul Grill there inside the hotel there is amazing. Love that spot. The bar or the restaurant, whole thing. That's great. <laughs> okay, I think I've had breakfast there, but that's about it. You know what you get? There's in a the great States, diner for breakfast. They just bring you a big ass, a big ass steak. They got great cocktails. They just do things right in there. Customer service. So enough. So back in the day when I was traveling on the charter with the team, uh, we went from either Winnipeg. No, we went Minnesota to Winnipeg. If you remember, that was just around the time that Craig Anderson, they said he's going to play tonight. And then Dave Cameron goes, uh, he's not playing tonight. I don't know if you remember that. But anyway, uh, they were they were screwing so that. For those who don't know, if the media, when they traveled with the team, just had everything booked for them. So they'd have their rooms added or the flight would be taken care of, all that stuff. You pay for it, but you just have it all booked in uh, with the team. So there was a couple times when my room key uh, wasn't available with everybody else's room. And there were times when my hotel may not have had a reservation. But we get to Minnesota and it's late at night. It's, it's like two in the morning. Uh, no room, no room key, nothing. So they eventually they give me a key. I go upstairs. But I'm getting off the elevator with players. Now, Bob, you know, media not on the same floor ever with the players. Yeah, never. I'm like, hmm. Go into my room. Hey, I'm right next to the restaurant fans. I can I can just hear them all humming because they're right over top of I'm right over top of the restaurant. It's uh, gonna be a long night. I get a call within five minutes. Uh, we need to move your room. Uh, apparently, you're on the wrong floor. <laughs> And five minutes in, I know that you already unpacked and 
Yeah. You were done. Yeah. I've, I've got my slippers on. Um, they, uh, yeah, there was, they were screwing around with me a little bit when I was traveling with the team. Yeah. What were you doing that we, we weren't aware of big guy? <laughs> like that, that just, that came from the top. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, all right. We're moving on. Uh, last yeah. night's game, the six, three loss uh, against Vancouver. Uh, it started horribly and never got a whole lot better. Five goals against in the first period. Yorkie, um, <laughs> do you want to start by summing that game up? I'll tell you right now, and I've been saying this for two weeks, Ottawa's forwards don't know how to block shots. They don't. They, they need to go back to hockey school 101 on getting out to the point, getting inside the shooting lane, and just being more urgent. Like, there's, to me, and everyone's blaming, you know, there's a big narrative out there right now, and everyone's going, well, this is all the fault of the, of the previous regime, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't keep blaming coaches and play. At the end of the day, it comes down to the players. When you step on the ice, you have to look across to the guy you're playing against and say, you're not out competing me this shift. And that first period in Vancouver, they just second on pucks, losing foot races, mental errors, missed assignments off faceoffs, and just not willing. I don't know if they're not willing because I, I, everyone's willing. I, I do believe everybody works hard, Bob. I don't know about you, but I've, I've never went into a game where I haven't worked hard, haven't tried. Mm-hmm. But I just think there's a level of desperation, a level of commitment to doing the little things defensively that you need to be successful in the league that this team just doesn't do consistently. They'll do they it don't sometime. do it because they don't know how to do it. Listen, getting into the shooting lane, it's just, it's not fun. I saw Ridley Gregg do it in the third period. I don't know if you saw that play. It was a desperation play when it yes. was, I don't know, the game was out of hand. He slid across and ate a puck. But you don't see that early in the game ever. Like, there's so well, many. Well, early in the game, he was the one that, well, he came out, nope. I think, too late to the point. And no, no, I'll tell, you what, ha- I'll tell you what happened on that goal. What happened was McEwen was first down in the zone. So Bob will tell you this as a forward. When you're first back in the zone, you are automatically playing down low. Ridley Gregg's yeah. like thinking, well, I'm the centerman. I'm supposed to be down there. So nobody was on that far point. That's a mental error by Ridley Gregg. Right. He wasn't, it's not that he didn't want to get out there or he, or he wasn't trying. It's called a mental error of not being in the right place and reading the situation. Everybody, I teach peewee players, F1, F2, F3, when they get back in the zone. This team just makes a lot of mental errors. They do. And it's 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 got to be worked out. That was one of them. And again, that's not from not working. It's just from not not being aware. And yeah, I think uh, the Ridley point there is it's almost overworking because you're like, I want to fix the mistake of having right? that guy low. And you're like, no, just don't compound it. That's exactly the simplest thing exactly. you can do is not compound, right? Yeah. And 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 let's be honest here. I'm not gonna sit here and shit on a kid that young. With right. that little experience in the league, it is very hard to play center in the National Hockey League. And to do what he's done thus far in his career is very impressive. He works his ass off. He will give you 100%. He's going to make mistakes. Yeah. But that's the situation the Senators are in right now. You've got a very young group that doesn't know how to play in their own zone. And that's why they continue to do this. It takes a long time to master 
being a really good 200-foot player, especially the center ace position. And you've got Stutzla and Norris that aren't great at it. And then you've got Ridley Gregg, who is, works hard, but he just doesn't have the experience. And that's why you keep seeing mistakes. And then you throw in this MD that had bad nights last night, like Hamannick in particular was had like a first period you want to forget about. And mm-hmm. and I and I actually believe this too that this team has lost their mojo. They're 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 not confident anymore. The one thing they were good at, Bob, was offense. They've even lost their confidence in that. Like yeah. you can tell, you can tell because once the game's out of hand and all the damage is done, you kind of relax. And you're like, all right, five one. Now let's start playing. Yep. So anyways, that's what I see. For me, it's the I have never seen a team so bad in defensive zone coverage when the team brings three high. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never seen it. And I it's like I, I remember a coach saying one time, should we just go to man on man? And I'm like, no, because then you're gonna have guys <laughs> all over the place. But it's to the point where I'm like, if if one if the two D are at the point, one shifts down, you bring a guy high, the D never go up. The centers are always below. The, maybe they're just over exaggerating because we've talked about them being too far ahead of the puck. Now they're like, "Well, I got to be below it." <laughs> it's like, no, but you still have to go get your guy that that shifts to the point. There were you could count eight to ten instances in the first period last night where Vancouver just got mobile and Ottawa just stood around and looked, and then you just got guys looking over their shoulder. One guy's buzzing in, one bike is buzzing mm-hmm. out, and nobody identifies the situation whatsoever. It was yeah. it's baffling. Um, and it's a tr- like when that started, I was kind of, I kind of saw that shift. Like when I started in the NHL, you never had three guys high. You, I start, you know, you, Patrick Kane, and then guys started going up to get more room at the top of the circle, and you got D more involved. And it's a, it's an adjustment period, but these guys have grown up with that, mm-hmm. so there's no reason for them not to be able to identify it. And we have a couple defensemen that cannot, they get to a certain point and they stop. And it yeah. just gives that guy 15 more feet of ice to go up and make a play. The amount of the Shoot. amount of passes through the box last night, like, yeah, it was awful. They looked like they had a good New Year's Eve. <laughs> there was no time. Did, you know the one goal from last night's game? It was the ricochet goal. Uh, the big Russian shot it from the point there. The guy that played oh, for yeah. Wits, Wits Miller and, ended up with it, I think. Yeah, uh, it, it, shot it. Yeah, so I, I just noticed when, when Ottawa plays against teams, especially off off lost draws. The other team's defense have so much time. When, when you get a one draw and you're a defenseman and you can do a couple of Mississippis, like you're going to get that puck through to the net. Mm-hmm. And I remember the one that goal in particular, Drew was taking the face off. Norris was lined up as a winger. Lost draw, a little bit of a delay inside the dot, and all of a sudden the puck comes to the point. Norris is supposed to get out there, and there's just there's like a it's it's not instinctual when these guys play defense. Like it's not. There's just no urgency to get out to the point, and all of a sudden, there's all kinds of time. There's all kinds of space. Lucky goal. Like it was very lucky. It went off one yeah. guy's stick off. But still, the time and space you you allow other teams is just incredible. But yeah, we'll see. This is uh, man. Anyways, that's it's uh, this this has gone off the rails, and I the, the, it's not going to get easier on this road trip. You're, you're heading in playing a Seattle team that is they figured their shit out right now like they're yeah. they're they're playing very well they've won five straight edmonton oh. the next opponent has won six straight they're 14 and three in the last 17 games yeah these are a tough two games coming up and edmonton yeah. doesn't play again until ottawa 
Well, let's hope they're having a New Year's party themselves or doing something. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do. We got to do something fun here. It's, okay. Oh, let's do the, let's okay, Yorkie. You know what? I will save what I have next. I will let you. But before we do that, we'll do some work. But I will let you get to your gift magistry if that's what you want to do. So <laughs> I have some fun around here. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Uh, this show is always brought to you by Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Uh, it's safe. It's fun. It's great for a party event or just something to do. It requires no practice. Just come to Battlegrounds Axe Throwing Facility and the coaches will show you the ropes and show you how to hit the target safely. Uh, fun for the family as well as the kids 12 and up can throw with a guardian. Uh, book for a date night, small groups, flat rate parties, or even set up your own tournament if you wish. Uh, to find a location, book your event. Go to battlegrounds.com, B-A-T-L, grounds.com, 2615 Lancaster Road near Science and Tech Museum. Guaranteed a good time at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing where your safety is a priority. As always, our good friends at BEI, uh, Bonisher Excavating Incorporated, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley uh, by being heavy civil general contractors in both the public and the private sectors. So when planning your next project, consider them for your aggregate supply needs, all things equipment, rentals, customs, crushing and screening. Uh, they move stuff. You can find them at BonisherExcavating.com or at 613-432-1120. As always, thank you. And slow down at Construction Zones. Construction Zones, excuse me. Oh, Bob, sorry, that, that was that was a that was a ten out of ten until the last nine and a half. Um, anyhow, Chime Diamond Centers. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Chime, uh, here I am. Get the marbles out of your mouth. Charm Diamond Centers is proudly Canadian-owned and operated since 1972, with more than 85 locations across the country. Uh, through Charm and their sister brands, super knowledgeable. Not sure what to get? Go see the staff at Charm Diamond Centers. They will help you out. Uh, you can get a custom ring building, uh, custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program, unbeatable pricing policy. Valentine's Day is quickly coming, so don't forget about that. Um, for a special occasion, Charm Diamond Center, it's the crown jewel of beautiful pieces of jewelry, including a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mine diamonds, and you don't pay till 2025 with their instant in-store financing for more information go to charm diamond centers uh, com. i've had better days reading <laughs> <laughs> just like the sense i've got uh, oh i had a tough that was a tough first first read from here it's been a while you haven't let me read in a while well that's now you know why <laughs> i'm not doing it anymore we uh, you, know, <laughs> you know how many do you know how many gifts i've looked at today we I, did our well, gift I yeah. We did our gift contest today. I probably got a thousand gifts tweeted out uh, at me today. And it was, I got to say, thanks to everybody that took part because I laughed my ass off for about two hours straight. So, so good. I'll say this about Sen's, uh, Sen's Twitter. A lot of funny people out there. Like a lot of people, like shitty times right now for the Sen's, but people still have a pretty good sense of humor. So congrats on that. Are you going to go through your top three or whatever you want well i think what, what did we go with gavin did we go top three or top five <laughs> i think we might have went top five because i had like a thousand wally and it was basically okay. we wanted to you to send out after watching that debacle last night what your uh what your current mood was for the senators and i i took the great one there lollygaggers that was mine bob who's this guy here i, I love the explain this one to me 
So uh, obviously, <laughs> there's no movement in the GIF here, but it was some. I just typed in utter defeat on GIFs <laughs> um, and clicked on one because I was driving to the rink. I was on the ice this morning too, but I saw this guy just dry heaving in the shower and I was like, yep. <laughs> He's there he is. Yeah. Hey, Gavin. I don't know what Sorry, it's go from. Ahead. Uh, go back to mine for a sec. <laughs> this. Okay. Bob, you've seen Bull Durham, obviously. It's one of the, it's a classic. One of the best. One of the best sports movies of all time. Um, Bullum Durham's the Bullum. Bulls or whatever, Durham Bulls are on a huge losing streak, so they go in, what am I going to do with these guys? He gives them the lollygagger speech. What One of the best scenes of that movie, um, when he calls out the boys for being lollygaggers. Uh, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get to our top... Uh, oh. <laughs> you can you can never get enough of Billy Madison here. One of the best scenes of that movie. Chris Farley. <laughs> so, cur current mood there. A uh, little great. bit stressed on the school bus. Oh, see, this is not having the actual GIF here. So, Yorkie, here's what I I found out while you were busy telling everybody all this stuff. The software only allows for three GIFs to be played due to the size. Oh. So that's why they're frozen. Captain okay. Kirk giving Spock a nice slap across the face there. Back to Billy Madison. <laughs> Great scene. Old man comes out. It's poop again. This is the Pretty most well. work you've ever done for the show. Yeah, and this is brilliant. This, you know what, kind of sums up how the season's been, eh? A little, little Shawshank. Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Great. Same old day, same shit. And this, again, uh, <laughs> love this one here. But like, when you think about the Sens right now, guys. We need a live rooster for Corpy's glove. <laughs> what a comment. <laughs> there is, they are dealing with a lot of shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite one right there I've, right uh, we, that's number one live rooster <laughs> yeah I, 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 no but bob nobody nobody can figure out what to get you for a wedding present nobody what, really I haven't even started asking or thinking well that's part of the that's part of the scene in bull durham when they're figuring out there's a lot yes of i understand yorkie on. but we haven't discussed bobby's wedding yet well there's a lot of shit going on <laughs> can we get back to the the debacle i'll just say you guys better you guys better start discussing soon yeah, are you registered anywhere like bath and body works i didn't they go out a bit are they still around i don't know <laughs> that's a, that's the kind of gift you'll be getting uh bed, bath and beyond yeah bed bath and, they they went out of business that's the one but anyway yeah. uh i'll get a little registry up there you guys can send me some plastic silverware whatever you want yeah like you need more <laughs> stuff yeah, right. That, no, I'm good. <laughs> Just get you a picture of Yorkie and I. Bob, how many houses? What's the house count at right now? How many houses Just, do you own? <laughs> I own. Just two. You're down to two? Okay. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm done for a, lo a long while. I, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Give me a year. <laughs> and then I start doing something. I get bored. <laughs> yeah, give me a house. I'm here for a year. All right. Okay. Are you? Can we go on? Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's talk sends. Thrilling. I want to start laying some blame here. Let's okay. talk turkey. Let's talk turkey. Let's go. So, and I think part of it is going to be in our Did You Know, which is uh, brought to you by Wendy's, as always, letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. For those of you who dream of smoking the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of winning combinations. But here's the big secret to lineups. It's all syrup dishes like Wendy's new limited edition chicken strips and French toast sticks. And sometimes the best teammates are the ones you'd least suspect. 
Also, don't forget, when you sign up with the Wendy's app and download it, you can score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat. Uh, sign up daily to play the uh, Daily Face-Off Daily Faceoff Wendy's Survivor Pool. It's on the Daily Faceoff website. Go to dailyfaceoff.com, obviously. Um, rack up those reward points and grab some free grub. All right. Uh, did you know that Anton Forsberg and his 885 and Jonas Corposalo with his 889 have combined for one of the worst save percentages in franchise history? In fact, they are fourth worst ever. And the oh, other three, right. yeah, those expansion years. That's how bad mm -hmm. things have gone. So mm -hmm. here's my question. What's up? Are we laying blame? It's easy to pick out the position because it's the only single position. Mm -hmm. Is it time just to lay blame on the goaltenders? Well, it's a good thing Corpus Allo is only on a short-term deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Not, no, he. No, we'll we'll never see him again. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. I saw a good tweet. Somebody was like, hey, it's it's a good... How did we end up with two goalies from Columbus that weren't good in Columbus? <laughs> do, you guys, do, you guys, do, you guys, do you guys remember the scene in Dumb and Dumber? After uh, after uh, Jim Carrey puts the X lax in the drink and the guys uh, and he's uh, on the toilet and then you see yeah. you see Jim Carrey driving around driving off on the little motorcycle and he's laughing his head off for the so proud of the work he does. That's Pierre Dorian right now driving driving away just laughing his head off. <laughs> oh man! Look what I've left you with. Man. Early on. I was hesitant to lay blame just on the uh, attendees because I thought that they were being asked to make way too many big time saves shots from the slot. One timers. Um, God, I mean, early on it was backdoor tap-ins. It was bad, um, but they weren't, they weren't good during that stretch. And it's not even just, they've gotten, I mean, they haven't been good. The, the guys in front of them are, are not helping them at all. Um, the knights that the okay, that, but you've got to make saves. Not yes, every goalie no, no, in but, the National Hockey League is getting help from their D all the time. Like, no, but they're getting like, more than they're getting. No, I understand, <laughs> no. but I'm just yeah. saying at some point they've got to make a stop. Like that bounce in, I think at the end on Corpus Allo or the one oh. where Forsberg's cheating on the side and he and they pop it in, uh, oh. right where he's not hugging the post. Oh, it's hard. That stuff can't happen. That's not defensible, but I'm just gonna, I'll like, no, it's, it's. I, I don't know what percentage point you put on it, but the goalies are arguably in the top two or three things biggest problem with this team. But when you put that with one of the other thing is absolutely blown coverage and um, those two are going to compound each other. And then now you're looking at the fact that there, there doesn't seem to be any, well, the penalty kill, right? Yeah. So <laughs> those two things are going to lead to just horrific save percentages come from those two things. You can't clean all of them up, but um, the goalies, the goalies have been bad. There's just no way around but it. But your goalie has to be your best penalty killer, too. Yeah, he does. He does. Mm -hmm. Well, boys, remember, you go back to the New Jersey game. Go back to that New Jersey game at home. Ottawa's, Ottawa had a nice little stretch going. They had won some games. You, you could see the kind of the mentality of the team starting to come around, right? Had a little success. You beat Toronto. Um, you had blown those earlier leads. You blew the lead in Arizona. You blew the lead in Carlo, uh, Colorado. Then you come back and you win a couple games. And then all of a sudden, you're not playing great in the New Jersey game, but Batherson scores and he gets you up one nothing. Do you guys remember that goal they scored? I believe it was on Corpus Allo. It was a power play goal. It was a short sider. Kind of just went right through him. That goal deflated 
the entire hockey team. And then after that, it was just open season. He let another one in. And New Jersey ended up outplaying Ottawa in that game. But that, to me, really kind of turned things after that. Of 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 Because I know as a player, you know when you just don't really have a lot of faith in your goaltender. And I feel that's the situation. You'll never, you'll never say that as a player. But that's going on mentally with this team right now. You just know that your goaltenders aren't playing well. And as a group, it's very deflating. And you can't you can't lie. Like, look at the numbers, look at the save percentage. It is what it is. Like they haven't been good. And yeah, there's bad bounces and this and that, but both goalies have been extremely inconsistent and the team hasn't played well. But hey, some I always say this. Sometimes you'll say, Well, he had no chance. Well, sometimes you have to stop the ones at, at key times when you weren't supposed to make a save. And you can't say that very often with these goalies where they didn't, they just no. don't make time. They don't make timely saves. They just don't. And they're not stealing you a victory ever. No. So look at no. the save percentages from last night's game. Anton Forsberg was 692. Yeah. His goals okay. against average is 14.15 in the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like buddy <laughs> at some point, that's not on the D all the time. Mm, no. The D have thrown a few, some good pizzas lately, like some good apple turnovers. Like, yeah. like this team's been Drake Batherson, Like Batherson has that turnover at the blue line where he's trying to stick handle his way out and it ends up yeah. in the back of the net, which is it, but it's a terrible bouncing puck on Forsberg or sorry. Yeah, on you, know, you actually don't but, worry. Drake shouldn't have gotten that puck there. I didn't like the play that led to that, but yes, I agree. Um, and at that point, you're down five three, and you're two goals. You're taking chances everywhere. So I kind of yeah. I watched that twice this morning, and I was like, he he got the puck. He didn't have anywhere to go really. Um, but back to the goaltending. When you break down Forsberg's game, take two of those away because they were ones that fluky one, right? That um, mm -hmm. and then ones the other. Well, the other fluky one that Sanderson tips in, where Forsberg was there to make the save on the original shot, but it just goes in. So take two of those away. He, he still wasn't good. He just, um, there's a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Just a tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> like, you got to, I'm just trying to alleviate this poor guy. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's give him a break. Because two of those goals were so fluky. Yeah. It, it is so tough playing in a Canadian market if you're a goaltender and things aren't going well. Oh, yeah. I don't, it, you, it's going to get back to you. Oh, wait a Nick. sec. We've been very soft on the goaltenders in this, at least this yeah, season, not, for sure. I'm just, hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, it takes a special mindset to be a good goalie in a Canadian market. It just does, like especially here. Like this is, well, remember we used to call Ottawa the goalie yeah. graveyard. We, like we goalies came goal here to graveyard. But goalies came here Marky, to die. We're not in there every night hammering on goalies, going, "Why can't you stop the no, puck? Why do you I'm suck?" Not, I'm not blaming the media. I'm just saying. It's a lot easier for, I'll, I'll give you Freddie Anderson, for example. Guy was getting destroyed in Toronto. You go to Carolina and all of a sudden, nobody even knows who you are. Like certain personalities just can't take this kind of heat. And it's not even a lot of heat. I'm not, it's not a lot of heat. But those other areas where you play in the league, there is zero heat. Or, uh, when, when I played in Nashville, we had one PR guy or one media guy. He'd come in and you'd basically tell him what to write. It was great. It's like, so but, what do you think? How'd the game go? Well, the but maybe that's on the player. Like, For sure, it's on the it, player. It's, it's not always, like we've had it's, it's a always, plethora it's of on the outstanding goaltenders that have come through here. They got Matt Murray. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, Why? Cam well, Talbot, goalie, uh, I don't, I don't, and I don't know what to tell you about Cam Talbot because he, he's playing pretty good. He was always hurt. Yeah, he but, was. Yeah. Like, look at, like, if you went through the list of goaltenders that played here through, especially like the last six years, mm-hmm. it's not very good. Decord's, I know Decord didn't play here, but he's having, they a gave up on Decord. He's having a ton of success in Seattle. The kid they traded for Talbot went on to do great. Ben Bishop went on that. Ben Bishop went on to have an unbelievable career. Ben Bishop should never have been traded. That was a nonsensical move. Yeah. It Why did he get traded between him and Leonard at that point? Because Andy yeah, so- they had three yeah. goalies, and they right. they were convinced that Leonard was the guy. Yeah, I. You know what? He went on to have. He did okay. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, he did okay. But but who, okay, if you had to pick one of the two in their prime, Ben Bishop or Robin Leonard, who are you taking? Ben, ben Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. Yes. And that's not exactly. Yeah. Robin had to leave Tr- Ottawa to be good, right? Um, to become. Seems everybody that's does. But yeah. that, that's what I just said. That's exactly you just. I, I know, but me. I know, but my point is, Yorkie, I, it's not on. The city of Ottawa is not going after these goaltenders. I think no, it's their mental makeup. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not blaming the city. Like everyone has their right, but just some guys are just mentally weak. They are. Well, Craig Anderson it's, did okay for ten years because he loves. He's a friggin' ultimate underdog. He's mentally strong. Like the guy's. Yeah. He's got a will that is unbreakable. And he doesn't give a shit what you say, right? (laughs) You are not affecting. You could tell Andy whatever you wanted, and he'd be like, "Okay, (laughs) five plus nine." And Andy goes, "You're absolutely right," and just goes about his day. (laughs) No care. But there, like, there you go, Bob. That's exactly the personality that can thrive in a Canadian market, where other guys, I don't know. It's just it is what it is. Like some guys can't play in some markets. We also don't bother to keep goalies around very long. So let me ask you a trivia question. The Sens have been around now over 30 years, 30 seasons. How many goaltenders have played 100 games for the Ottawa Senators? Ooh, five. Let me think here. Let me think. Hi, Laleem Anderson. 100 games, eh? Leonard. I'll go, si- I'll go six. No, not Seven. Leonard. Seven. Did Leonard get and 100? Anton Forsberg's at 96. Uh Anderson, Laleem, Rhodes, Tugnut, Emery, Elliott, Gerber. Okay. Darth That's Gerber. Yeah. Darth Gerber. <laughs> so nobody, but nobody since Anderson, obviously. So Forsberg is going to get, well, I don't know if he's going to get there at this point. <laughs> 96. <laughs> but, uh, he only needs Ar- four more. But yeah. I, Ottawa, like, Ottawa ate up Darth Gerber too, right? He couldn't handle the heat either. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, before me. He was, but he was awesome in Carolina. I agree. But maybe that's the structure of what's been in front of them. We've also had about 900 players play for this organization since then. We just keep moving them in and out. Yeah. That never helps. Well, it's been a carousel. I, my last couple of years, there was like, who's this guy? Yes. <laughs> like, where, where did he come from? There was a, there was a time. Like, I think you'd walk you in and you see the board and you're like, I've never even heard that name. Do you guys have name tags? Yeah. Hello. Hello. My name Hello, is, my name my is name Bob. Bob. <laughs> like there was one point I looked like up. convention. Uh, I think it was over three straight years. They had used over a hundred players, uh, like <laughs> over three combined years, like the most of anybody in the national hockey league. I remember sitting with Andy and in Minnesota, I think it was. And we were very bad. And like, we were the older guys. Zach Smith was still around. Um, Bora was still around, but uh, like we were just sitting at dinner one night and I was like, it's getting pretty ugly. <laughs> like it's getting pretty thin here. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he goes, this is an absolute tragedy. <laughs> Cause we were like, yeah, they were calling up guys for the road trip. And I was like, did they, they signed him for the road trip. Like <laughs> it was just craziness, <laughs> absolute craziness. And it wasn't like Belleville yeah. was lighting the world on fire. So we're like, just call up five of those guys. But yeah, bringing in waiver guys. And yeah, it, it wasn't a lot of fun. I That's why I'm like, look at where we're at up against the cap with players that shouldn't be on contracts like Travis Hamannick and his two-year no-move trade. Uh, Jonas Corpusalo. Like, so uh, Gavin, can you put up the uh, core board if you have it? Um, these are the players who were signed for at least the next three years. Shane Pinto, obviously not on this list. He doesn't have a contract. Um, Jonas Corposalo and Drake Batherson, I think are the first, uh, sorry, Zub and Batherson are the first to come off, but everybody else is signed for longer than three years. How many of those guys are going to be here in three years? Well, you got Tim Brady, Jake, and that's all I would actually guarantee. That's the only three I would guarantee. Um, Shabbat going to be a free agent? No, he's on a his his he's got a he's no got no some, he's I'll got be a free agent. Left. What do you mean? He's signed till twenty seven twenty eight. I'm just saying. Oh, you you know what? I'm you said sorry. You said in three years from now. I yeah. I meant at the end of their contract. I apologize. In three years yeah, from no, now, no, we'll, a... I'll make three guarantees. My bad. That sorry, guys. Uh, Stutzla, Kachuk, Sanderson, and everybody else is up for grabs. So that's my guess. My three right there in three years. That's it. Yeah. But we're guaranteeing three guys that are playing the worst. Two, two of which are playing the worst hockey of their careers right now. Yeah. So yeah, but they're yeah. still on. Yeah. yeah. To me, I, I, I would agree. I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that. And and I would add in, if this team continues to not see any improvement as the trade deadline approaches. It wouldn't shock me if if a, a move is made, and and at least one of these guys is gone, um, because this team's going backwards right now. In well, in the summer, Yorkie, or in the season, I oh, I could see eight. I could I could see a guy get moved at the deadline in a in a big trade. Um, yep, I could see it. Like especially too, like even now now you've got now you've got Dave Poole in here. 
you've got your you've got your front office kind of set right and and the trade deadline is a great time where you can you, know, you can especially if you want to move someone that can provide some goal scoring for another team and you you know you can really set yourself up nicely i know you can do it at the draft as well but i'm just saying if this continues like this it's not it won't shock me if the core is broken up because if right now this is just my opinion i think it's a country club and i and, agree and with you, you. so you got you got a, you you got a, you got a shock there's got to be some shock coming in like it's just it, it's it's just it's something's got to change so I'll, interesting you bring up Dave Poole and, and I thought his one of his quotes from uh, two days ago when he was named was very telling. When you're putting a team together, it's tempting to look at all the pieces and think that you have perfect pieces, but they're not perfect if they don't go together, said Poulin. So the process of starting to identify with our scouts, what does an Ottawa senator look like? What are we looking to do? What are the necessary ingredients to be successful? And then finding the pieces that fit together because what looks what looks good on paper doesn't necessarily look good on the ice. That's Dave Poulin. And that says there's some change coming. For sure. I agree. Because this team, one sec, Bobby, has no identity. None whatsoever. Yeah. I, I think they got a wake-up call in the media today with Jacques, uh, Jacques' quote. Excuse me. Um, what, what did he say? I didn't read it. Kind of, par I'm paraphrasing, but he had said a, a lot of our players have to take a look in the mirror because our 36 year old is our best player, loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. which I loved because I hope that the players hear that and resonate because you can't. I mean, I would Claude Giroux is going to get moved before like they're going <laughs> right. to get a chance to go. So, and if I'm Claude, I'm yanking at the chain saying, Yes, let me go, let me like, let me go try. Right? Um, I didn't sign up for this, this wasn't what was promised. But I would agree with the, the, the pull and quote. I think that he has change on the mind already, is my yeah. guess. Like it's and it's it's time because the country. I don't know if it's a country club, but it's all it's it's the way it is. York is. You know how you're losing now. You're not playing any hockey. It's what January third. You're out. The season's lost. You're not making the playoffs. And these guys have been through this five times. Some of them six times. Other ones, a couple that just two or three. There's no incentive for them to play right now because they they're like they're defeated. And it takes time to come out of that. And sometimes shock and awe is what you need to come out of that. This is the problem when you, when you, when you pay everybody and everybody does it now because you're basically, you're trying to get ahead of the cap. We all know this. You're trying to get a player, sign him early, identify him that he's going to be a core player with your team. You pay him up front and then all of a sudden it doesn't, I'm, I'm not saying it's these players, it's never going to work out for and you throw the towel in because they're still very young players. Um, especially Stutzla, especially Sanderson, pretty well most of the guys. But I'm just seeing some things in a lot of the guy and some little details in the games where, man, like you just you got to play with more fire. You got to be it just it, it's like when you know when you play against certain guys, Bob, hmm. and they will do whatever it takes to beat you on a foot race to beat you for that loose puck. Yeah, and you're like, and they do it every single time they're on the ice, and it's like, oh. Like, look at the will Crosby has. Not only is he a great player, but the will he plays with. Like, his, when he goes into the corner and battles for a puck, like, he's battling you like his life depends on it. And I just don't, I don't see that from a lot of guys on this team consistently. I see it sometimes, but I don't see it consistent enough. And that's why I think, I think a shakeup's coming. That's how I felt playing. That's how I felt playing against Ryan Smith today. 
Guy just only knows one speed. <laughs> Come on, man. Was this Smitty out there? For the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Your, my tail's thrown in, honestly, on this core. It's got to change. Yeah. yeah. They, they how, okay, they two things. Taken, they haven't taken a step forward in two years. Not one. So, yeah. But you say three are untouchable. Is it three or is it more? Is it less? Like, do you think that this core with those three is enough? What, like... <laughs> I'm wondering where's Josh Norris fit or, or is it just, we need to I move guys just to change the makeup. Number one, you need to change them and then you have to be cap compliant. So it's not going to be easy to trade a lot of names. Like right now, the only way name that I'm looking at on other teams is Drake Batherson because he's 4.8 million or Zub, but yeah. Zub's not moving as a right-handed D they don't grow on trees. To me, you look at Tim Stutzlup, Brady Kachuk, Jake Sanderson, and every single other person. And me, I would maybe slide, um, bath in there just because the contract's so good and i think he's the mo second most offensively important person so you know what i'm gonna go ahead and add him everybody else can go like you can look at you can anybody make me an offer on any of them and i will listen okay but here's a here's a problem and you brought him up claude Giroux has a no move clause mm -hmm. vladimir tarasenko has a no move clause travis hamannick has a no move clause pierre dorian handcuffed this team so badly that yeah. he can't move out pieces unless he goes to them steve steos that is and says yeah. Will you waive these no move clauses? And all three of the people that you named are maybe not Hamannick because he's he's been differential about those his entire career. The other guys are yeah. going most likely. I know Drew, G's got um, Drew's got See, local ties, but yeah, I don't think he, he does. Doesn't, he doesn't want to run it out. I think he moves. Like he's thirty six. He wants to win before he goes, and he says to his wife and family, "We got two more years, maybe three, whatever." Yeah. How are you not getting off the ship if they come to you and they say we got an offer and it's down to a couple teams and we like all the offers. What do we like? They would work with them at 36. Because what if his wife says, Claude, I don't want to move. Well, then it's a different discussion. I I mean, yeah. but that stuff happens. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. But I mean, I look at, he, I look at going, Hey, hun, um, it could be Tampa. <laughs> She's going, okay. <laughs> Is it tax free? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I can sit on the beach. Okay, cool. I don't know the, there's so many different inner workings, but I'm, I'm just saying everybody, but those three and loosely putting bath in there. If you watch how Claude Giroux competes and how he battles and the fire and, and, the, and the passion he plays with, you telling me he's not going to want to go and have a chance to win a Stanley cup, something, something that he is going to cherish for the rest of his life. And it's why you play the game. And I don't know Claude that well, but I would, Without knowing, I would say a very good chance. Hey, Ray Bork left the Boston Bruins to go win a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. Like, come on. It's a Stanley Cup. And I'll, I, not knowing Claude that well, the one thing I do know is that guy wants to win. Yeah. And, and yes. It, and if I look, and if, if I'm I look the at Ottawa the Ottawa Senators, I'm not moving him. He's the only guy I can see every night on the ice plays yeah. to compete like a professional. I'm not, I'm not moving every. That. Shift hundred percent, hundred percent, and he's a and he's a great mentor. He's a great leader. That's what you need, and and probably a guy you want as part of your organization long term. Like the guy speaks both English, French, be a great whatever he wants. Like when he's retired for the Ottawa, but I'm just what else are you when the deadline comes this year? Yeah. You're not going to get a lot for Tarasenko. Hopefully, he keeps scoring like this and gets on a heater because he just got two goals in a nothing game in the third period, but those goals are going to count. So you're hoping like hell he keeps doing that. 
and all of a sudden you can fool a team at the deadline to give you a high draft pick for him. But I would only trade Claude Giroux only, only, only if I got an offer that friggin' knocked my socks off that you couldn't that you couldn't resist. And maybe you got to throw a couple more pieces in there. Um, because like look, like this team is now under a new regime, and they're now they're gonna now get their hands invested, dirty, whatever you want to call it, and start molding how they think this team is going to move forward and win. Because right now, this isn't the group to do it. Mm -mm. Nope. It's not. It's not. Nope. Okay. So now I want to switch a bit then and go, you guys are now on the team going to Seattle, having suffered yet another defeating loss. I guess they're all defeating, but it just looks mentally tough. How do you get out of this nonsense that's happening right now? Like, because you guys have always said, and I've never known a player in the 20 years, whatever I've covered, to quit or give up playing. So, how do you fix this? Get some saves. <laughs> <laughs> don't take penalties. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, don't turn the puck over. I, yeah. I mean, block some shots. What did I say a while ago when, when the new staff came in? It takes 20 games, and I didn't know yeah. the number for sure. You just have to wait for things to – the small things will add up over time, and then you'll start to see a better product is what you hope. But, I mean, I don't – I've been in a situation where you're done playing good hockey in January and you know you got to run it out. The only, I, I don't think there's a – doesn't feel like there's a commitment from the players to want to change yet to me. So I haven't, I've seen that one game since they played, and who did they – um, Buffalo, it was it Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo, gonna... Buffalo. They were very good. They gave a lot of shots, they gave they, a they lot pretty of well. They pretty well controlled that game. I felt like you never felt that. Like, I liked how they played in that game. I saw a clip, yeah, I did too. Um, Pittsburgh, or Toronto, they went back it, to back. They seem just resistant, they seem resistant, and I and maybe that's because things look harder and bleaker right now. Right. But I saw a clip of Alfie coaching Stutz on the bench. He wasn't even he wasn't even looking over his shoulder. He was kind of and you, you can take what you want from the clip, but Alfie's having a candid conversation with him and Stutz will look very uninterested. Yeah. It's it's think about this, Bob. And when you're making that kind of money, and you can relate, you made a lot of money. Um when you're a young guy like that that's still kind of immature, mm -hmm. you got a lot, you got a lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah, you yeah. got a like you got a lot of power and you're man, it's it's scary when you think about it. Like it is. It is. Like it's like he knows you, just about everybody's going before him. Exactly. Right. And, and 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 it's emotional during a game. Like you're you guys are telling you stuff, you're you're trying, you're trying to do stuff. So I can see the frustration, but that's the problem, man. When when you give pay players this much this early, I'll give you Josh Norris, for example. He got paid. On one year of scoring 35 goals on a bad team, 35 goals. And here's the thing: every team's going to have a 30 goal scorer. Usually, somebody's got to get the goals, right? Mm -hmm. Bad teams have 30 goal scorers, and now all of a sudden, like I'm not saying Josh is a bad player, but he's got to make some changes in his game. Like mm -hmm. he does, he just does. Yeah, a lot. It could be said about quite a few of those guys right now, well, though. Isn't that the problem? It's everybody needs to change their game almost. Like yeah. they have yeah. all these bad habits. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not it's, just it's, Josh Norris. It's no, it's not. But 
the when you get paid a lot of money, you got to perform. And fair or not fair, it's just the way it is. And I know guys are young and don't have a lot of games played, but that's the thing. Expectations grow when when you're making the money. And you know, guys are learning on the job, but but still, like it's 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 a hard it's a hard league, and it's even harder to commit to playing the right way. Everybody wants to score. Everybody wants to put up points, but you got to sacrifice some of that if you want to win. And and you know, I just right now it's just it's not even close to being consistent enough with this group. Not even close. No. So okay, so Bob, because you've gone through this the last few, or a few years ago with Ottawa, <laughs> like. Give me the mood around this group. Oh man, morose. Um, and it's because you're like you get to a point where you're like you're so chipper, right? You're like, okay, things aren't going well. Let's get out of it. Let's snap out of it. Let's go. They're so far beyond that right now for me that I can't imagine it's fun for anybody going to the rink and not knowing what the day is going to hold, how the team's gonna play. It's you're just you're just getting up and you're going to a game and you're like, I let's hope that tonight something changes that becomes a domino effect, right? We've always said that. And we're like, now you just hope it's a domino effect, but they don't, they've never proven they can do it more than two games at a time. So the mood is, the mood's tough. It's tough. And you got guys like G I'm sure. And, you know, Hamnick to a lesser degree. I know he's a quiet, quieter guy, but they're, they're talking from experience and saying, we can get out of this though. We can get out of this. And then is it to the point now where it's falling on deaf ears because everybody's like, no, we can't. We know that, like we, we can access the standings at any point. We can't. Um, it's hard, but you got your leaders for a reason. They're trying to keep guys upbeat, um, trying to make coming to the rink fun. And it's, it, it's beyond hard when you know you're out and you have 30, whatever more, right. Games left. It's, it's awful. Awful. So I can't, I, I, I can't imagine I've been in those shoes, but it, not so a January. So are players now, this roster, although it means maybe somebody's moving, are they hoping then to see a, a shakeup? It's tough because I, I get the sense that this is a really tight group. Um, so I don't think so. But maybe I remember being on a team where we were expecting a lot of trades at a deadline. And we were like, maybe this will be good for the future. You know that not that we were going to be here long term, but we were like maybe it'll just change the complexity of our team a little bit going down the stretch, and it'll it'll help. Um, which is never the case. You don't want to see a good buddy get traded. You'd be yeah. you'd be happy for him, um, you know, especially if it's a guy. <laughs> but but you'd be You're happy. For him. Go go get a chance. Like go go chase something down. Absolutely. So yeah, they're probably thinking it, it's time for something, for sure. They're just all wondering who it's going to be. Yeah, you think they're there? I don't. I don't know if they're there. You can look yet. at it last night, York. You can see it, like Claude Giroux. Yeah. I, I think he wants to fight Spartacat. Like he's so. Oh angry. yeah, he's. Oh my God, yeah. Like this is killing a guy like that. Like guy wants. But that's to win. the guy you need. You need that guy to be. Yeah. Listen, I've seen it. I've gone through it. We will fix this. Yeah. yeah. The thing with Claude, though, he's is he 35, 36? 36. Like you're, you're, I want to say wasting, but these are, you're still a really good player in this league and it's going to kill him if he's not in the playoffs again. Like this is a, this is a year when I, I think to a man across the board, we all pick the senators to be a playoff team. And if you look around the NHL, everybody picked these. And even if not a playoffs to take a step mm -hmm. and that's that, and that's, what's got everybody so pissed off. It's not only wasn't a step taken, you've taken a couple steps backwards and, it's just it's uh, it's be, it's beyond frustrating, and you can see the fan base. 
ownership, everybody, players. So, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna this the rest of this road trip is gonna be very interesting. Like this, they like I said, this is a very tough schedule, and it's not not great timing when you got a team that's as fragile as this team right now. Yeah, they have one. Sorry, of all their seasons, this is the seventh most most losses they've had after 33 games. Wow. Like, it's just not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's no. I, that's the problem. Like, you can't see progress anywhere. There's, I don't know of one spot that looks as a bonus at the moment. That's a good question. Penalty well, kills give, worst in I'll, the league. The power play yeah. is okay. It's falling. It's uh, sorry. It's not okay. It's actually falling. Goals against again. Save percentage is horrendous. Like, name me something that. Oh, you know what? Since Jacques <laughs> took over, they've allowed I think four or five second period goals. Uh, they went from the most against uh, yeah. to now they're like twenty fifth overall. They've but how many goals? But how many goals are they allowing a game on average? Listen, Yorkie, I'm trying to find the positive. Do you mind? <laughs> okay. I was uh, going to say, how many are they allowing in the first? Okay. I'll Guys, give you a positive. I can't work with you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a. I'll give you a positive as a whole for the Ottawa Senators right now. If everyone's listening, Jake Sanderson. What is he? 21 years old. 20. Whatever. He's. 21. He is a kid. I. I have kids that are. My youngest son's in 01. The, like they're kids. Like he is still a kid. Guy's the limit for Sanderson. As much as everyone's been ragging on Slitzla lately, kids born in 2002, great player. You've got the two most important positions besides goaltender, center ice position. And I, and I believe Slitzla's a center. I don't believe he's a winger. I know people are talking about him going on. I think that's nonsense. He's a centerman. Centerman, defenseman, you got two of the most important positions, and to me, two franchise players. Long term, these guys are going to be fine. They're going to be fine, and I think people need to remember that. Then you look at around. You got a great captain in Brady Kachuk. He's going through a tough time right now. It'll get better for him down the. He's he's going to well himself out of this. So, mm-hmm. those are three important positions. And if you look around the NHL at some of the bad teams in the NHL, they don't have three pieces like that. Ottawa's in a fortunate position to have three players, and those are the three guys that Bob pointed out to be untouchables that I agree with. I agree with, and then you add in some other nice pieces too. And it's just I, I really believe they need to insulate these guys with some better veterans. Uh, Claude is great, but you need more of that. You look at the good teams around the league; they have more of those types of players that insulate your young guys. And Ottawa just they don't. When you get down to their bottom, like you see good teams, Bob, they have like older guys on in their bottom six. The Islanders. And yeah. And they're in, and they're just even if you look at New Jersey, for example, you got a guy like like that's in your bottom bottom six, like a guy like Eric Halla. Like he's been he's been in the league for a while and he's still a good player. And he commands some respect when he comes like it it must be tiring for Claude Drew to be the only guy really up front that's really has that because i don't know if there's anybody else is there bob no that, that's the problem though these guys are all brought in at those ages on one-year deals and nobody's coming out of one on one-year deal because of the past yeah. it, might, it might change in the future because of what's being inserted but right yeah. now you're looking around and ottawa reaches out but so does a team i just name a team yeah aside from maybe winnipeg and 
a couple others, but it's yeah. hard to attract that kind of guy. That's like, I'm on the tail end of my career. We haven't made the playoffs in six. You want to come up and be our third line winger. It's like, no, it's just yeah. like, the, I'm not slamming. It's just the way, and that's the way it's been because on top of that, the team's been bad. So why would I do that? Yeah. And you're like, even, even look at their back end, like your older guy, who's, who's your veteran presence back there. You you brought in who he was waived through the entire league. Like Travis Hamonic was waived through the entire NHL. You brought him in, and and like he's he's done a pretty good job. I know he's not playing well lately, but he's on the back nine of his career. Like this team has never really had an older defense for the last little while, an older defenseman that 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 carries a lot of sway that the younger guys really have to look up to. And, and, and Hamonic, yeah, you can't look up to him, but a guy that's just a really good player right now and a defenseman and is older. They don't have that. You know what? Have to if, find you, if you watch his first period last night, he was, I know. Three, he was three putting on 18. <laughs> he had a, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. It was it ugly. Was... I felt so bad. Like it, you feel bad because at a certain point, everybody kind of loses it right. As you get no. older. It's very yeah, bad. I don't I, I was, I was way worse than him in my last year in the league. I had no business. <laughs> I got a, I actually, I got, I got a, uh, it's the Boston Bruins' hundredth year anniversary. I just got an awesome thing in the mail from them, Bob and Wally. They sent me this cool little package, a little picture, a pin, and a nice little thing saying thanks for being a Boston Bruins. So classy, um, just cool That's to open cool. up, op- open that up. But I just brought me back when I was playing there, and I was thirty-seven. I was. You just know when you're no good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you shouldn't be in the league anymore. <laughs> when you're when you're when you're going i remember my last game in boston i was like i got a, i got i ended up getting a stick sign because i knew i couldn't play anymore i'm like this like, i just want to get out of this game and not get hurt like yeah that was my mindset that's amazing oh <laughs> that's amazing. god uh when you said that uh, you were no good anymore and you just knew it uh, bobby had a look on his face like i don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> when you're when you're when your yeah. priorities when here's why I was still playing in the league. Obviously, it's the NHL. You want to play in the NHL. But my best memories of that year was being able to bring my kids inside the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I was so fired up for that. My kids would come in, they'd run around, uh, be part of it. That's I was like, man, I'd like to do this for one more year because I love having my kids around. Yeah. But I'm really not that good anymore. And I probably shouldn't be playing because I'm gonna hurt myself. <laughs> Time to hang them up. When I, I I remember leaving Detroit and I had an op like I, I could have we had we had taken some contracts and said it just doesn't make sense for the family um that summer and then ended up going up in PTO and Steve's like I don't even know if we have room, but give your you know, come in. You were good for us last year. We'll do a PTO. And then there was an there was an opportunity to stay there too. And I just said that was me. I was like, there's something to be said about just being like, I'm done. I don't like, I didn't want to do it anymore at all. Um, I didn't want to travel. I wanted to be home and I wanted to like start that next. I was, I was done. I, I had a meeting with him at 10 o'clock in the morning on the phone and I was in Nashville by seven o'clock at night. <laughs> it was an eight hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the rink and stole a bunch of shit and left. <laughs> I'm still using when- plastic from the Detroit Red Wings, plastic tape. Nice. Yeah. But Okay. So here you are high-end highly skilled player uh was it a shot to the ego for lack of a better term to be on a pto no because i knew that i could have gone the other out and signed places i just was looking for something different and i didn't want to be where those places were um and no i i didn't have i don't know um i didn't have much of an ego towards it if a team needs you great if not 
I don't know. There's other things you can do if you want. I was, I was in a really, I was actually much calmer about it than I think I thought I was for years. Like when it was looking like it was coming to the end, but ultimately, like I had been thinking about it the year before after the comeback and stuff. Um, we had already sold our house in Ottawa and we were just going to rent that last year, last two years of my contract. I was just, I was pretty content and uh, I thought I was going to be worse about it, but no complaints. No, good. Good, because it's not always easy. I know when you guys leave, like, you've been looked at, cheered upon. Like, I know all that stuff is so much fun for so long. It's tough to leave. Yeah, that part of it was the only part that was different. But, like, and then you get up, and six months later, I stayed in shape. I was thinking about the Olympics and the Spangler Cup and just having some fun Mm -hmm. for that little bit of time. But after a minute, I was like, I just, I'm good. I'm I'm so happy here. Uh, Living life in Nashville, trying, trying to get the scratch. (laughs) <laughs> your former teammate chris <laughs> dinamitico played in the spengler this year i saw that actually that guy just fountain youth over there he's such a good european <laughs> player dude he's one of the best three-on-three players i've ever seen oh yeah really yeah, right? yeah just a really good smart skilled hockey player but he's just too small and slow for the league yeah yeah, yeah. uh all right um i have a whole bunch of other stuff i want to get into a brady discussion tomorrow uh so we're gonna save that uh, also we're gonna talk about playing the uh, seattle uh, Kraken and Joey Decord and how well he's done. So uh, until then, go rest up and take your vitamins, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you guys. See you, everybody. Take care.